three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're having a great night, day, weekend, whenever you're checking this out. I've got a review for Prisoner's Daughter, which is written by uh, Mark Bakke, who you know most likely from being a producer on uh, Black Box, a writer on the show called The Bar, and then they went ahead and produced uh, the Netflix series uh, Between. Uh, which came out back in 2016, uh, 2015, pardon me. That's one of uh, Jeanette McCurdy, um, uh, When the Government Goes in and Quarantines His Town. If you haven't checked it out, it's pretty good. I'd recommend it. But this is also directed by Catherine Hardwick, who you knew from, know from a ton of stuff, most likely Twilight, uh, Miss Bala. Um, I remember back from, it's crazy, it's actually been 20 years, a debut film in 13 which if you've not seen 13 you need to watch 13 it's horribly intense but it's an incredibly well done film and of course lords of dogtown which uh god lords of dogtown so good but this film in the film in question stars brian cox who of course you know from a ton of things uh most likely most recently this little show called succession but you know him as you know william striker from x2 adaptation troy um it's kind of unreal how much how many credits <laughs> uh, Brian Cox has, and then of course Kate Beckinsale, who you know from the Underworlds uh, uh, franchise, uh, Van Helsing. I like Van Helsing. I know people hate on Vel- uh, on hate on Van Helsing. Good lord, but Van Helsing is fun. It's stupid, but it's fun. And then uh, Vacancy, if you haven't seen that as well. So here's the thing. I went into this movie very curious because, you know, Cox is coming off of Succession and everything. And Brian Cox is an amazing actor. We've, we've, I think we've all lamented how incredibly talented he is. I find Kate Beckinsale, I find that she, like, she has these moments where I'm like, man, I actually really like her and, and stuff. But sometimes she just picks projects where I'm like, I really wish they would actually let you act and not just be like, she's pretty. And this is a movie where this is probably a top five Beckinsale performance. It might even be top three, honestly. Um, if you haven't seen Jolt, I would check out Jolt. Uh, that was actually a ton of fun. So the movie in question, uh, Beckinsale goes ahead and stars as Maxine. And she's a single mom trying to go ahead and do it by herself, uh, by herself raising her teenage son. Eh, he's like 12. Uh, Christopher... Uh, uh, Convery who plays Ezra and the thing that really just hit me about this movie and it's a it's, it's a larger conversation not just in film but just in the way things work in general so Ezra's getting bullied by some douchebag children I should have just said children but but what's beyond frustrating is that there's a point where he gets beat up and he gets beat up he gets actually like kicked in the ribs and and, and shit and yet, the school goes, oh, he's suspended too. 
And I'm not saying that they try to justify this because there is a black woman of color who also happens to look like Candace Owens. But the fact, but but that's always one of those things that gaslights kids into thinking that there's no reason to stand up for yourself, which is a really problematic and quite frankly dangerous thing that is really not talked about enough. I I was talking to my friends in this chat I run about that about why is this not a thing that's addressed more in schools? It's really stupid. It's really dumb. Uh, let me. Let, Let's take the training wheels off. It's fucking stupid. Like, like straight up. There's no reason it should be this fucking hard to just not have people beating the shit out of each other and hold the correct people responsible. Fucking gross. I hate it. But I appreciate the fact that this movie points that out. And that is a giant flaw in public schools, you know, outside of the not teaching black history or gay history or women's history. or Anyways... But Kate Beckinsale really nails the whole single mom thing. Where like, I love this movie quite a bit. I, I was actually pleasantly surprised by this movie because it you get why Maxine is so pissed off. Yes, Max was an absolutely terrible fa- father, an absent father, did things to go ahead and take himself away from his family. He was selfish. He was a selfish bastard. And yet when he shows up through circumstances to go ahead and try to rectify some of these wrongs and try to exercise some of these demons, you understand why he's doing it. It's not from, you know, just a place of guilt. He really is trying to be the father that he was never able to be uh, earlier on because of his past transgressions. And I really like the story they tell on that. The other thing, or one of the other things I really dug too, is that he's developed a persona he's developed uh some incredible um i hate using this term street cred uh um within the prison system though from going ahead and helping you know these men who have been not just broken by the system but have but have themselves made their own bad decisions the way that he's able to speak to them from a place of i've been where you are you know how i am where you are but this doesn't need to be the end. It's really quite fascinating the way they play that emotional aspect of it. And it really does endear you to Brian Cox's Max as he goes ahead and tries to, you know, mend these fences between him and Maxine. Uh, furthermore, there are some people who pop up here that I was not expecting. Ernie Hudson popped up. And I cannot express enough how much I went, oh my god, yeah, I was so happy to see Ernie Hudson in this. And his performance in here as Hank is actually really quite vital. There, I won't spoil it, but there's a scene in a car with Max and Hank that just floored me in the best way. Anytime we get Ernie Hudson and Brian Cox, and there's a couple scenes they get where it's just... Uh, really the two of them together and it's just two fucking pros going at it and feeding off each other and and it's so cool to see two people that you really probably didn't have on your bingo card in 2023 sharing screen time and they absolutely crush it of course you get the inevitable scene of you know i wasn't there for you but let me be there for you now and the reason I say this is top five beck and sale is because you really feel every emotion that she's feeling 
as Maxine. She's angry. She's disappointed. She's, you know, been been left by people. Um, and, you know, being left by your dad, that definitely goes ahead and puts some, you know, some PTSD and makes it hard for you to trust people. But then furthermore, she has a very, very broken relationship with her ex, uh, with her ex-husband. And that in particular, that relationship, uh, her ex-husband, who is played by Tyson Ritter, uh, you know him most likely from Miss You Already, which uh, was really good. If you haven't seen Miss You Already, uh, you definitely should. Uh, you also know him most likely from The House Bunny. But he goes ahead and he plays Tyler. And Tyler is just an asshole. <laughs> like, he's he's a drug addict. I, I would say recovering, but there's he's not trying to be better. But he goes ahead and he gets Maxine fired like 10 minutes into the fucking movie. And... One of the things that the movie asks that I really appreciate is how do you talk to your kids about the fact that your ex-partner sucks? And there's a great scene about that. You'll know it when you see it. That I went, yeah, sometimes you need to be this blunt and this straightforward with your kid. Because obviously you don't want to just destroy your kid's view of what your ex-partner was just because they're an ex. But at the same time. There is that point where you're, you know, disnifying them, where it is a fairy tale, and you need to sometimes bring some harsh truths to the to the equation and go ahead and let them know what's going on. And I really like the way that the film goes ahead and plays with that. Uh, I I do wish I would have gotten a little more Ernie Hudson and a little bit more of Max and Ezra. Given what happens in the film, I get why these are the cases, but that's just me, you know, that's me when I, wanting what I want, damn it. But at the end of the day, when I sit back and think on this movie, like I said, it's a probably top five Beckinsale performance. I thought the score in particular was really well done. Um, the, the ticking clock aspect of the fact that you know that... Brian Cox's character is dealing with this, is dealing with cancer. It really does add the sense of urgency to every conversation that he has, uh, especially with Maxine. And the way the gravitas that having someone like, like Brian Cox on this project brings cannot be understated. And where it ended in the way they actually get to the ending was something I went, I really appreciate that. They, they pull something that I went, Okay, yeah, I actually see why you did this, and it actually adds for a more uh, emotional punch with the direction that they ended up going. So I, I, I got to give uh, everyone involved a lot of credit for that. But getting in my final thoughts, I really did enjoy this. I mean, it's not a fun movie. <laughs> it's, it's not exactly, you know, fun subject matter that but, that it's dealing with. But at the same time, Brian Cox brought it. Uh, Beckinsale brought it. I, I want to shout out that young man again, uh, Christopher uh, Comfrey. He brought it. Uh, I mean, he has some scenes with Brian Cox where it's just the two of them. And, you know, for for a 12-year-old kid, that's got to be intimidating. Just acting, let alone <laughs> being, you know, being this, uh, you know, being this kid who's acting alongside one of the best in the game right now. But he does an incredible job. I was really impressed. So, I mean, props, you know, credit to, credit to him. But, yeah, this is a solid, uh, gives a solid B. 
I, I really enjoyed this. This is something that is going to be playing in pre uh, in, in previews, going to be playing in theaters, and I know it'll probably hit uh, digital in like a month or so. But this is something that if I saw it in early matinee, I would, I would come out of the theater going, yeah, that was worth that was worth early matinee price. So yeah, solid B for me. I, I really enjoyed this. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. But uh, Prisoner's Daughter, have you seen it, everyone? What'd you think of it? Let us know in the comments. Uh, you can go ahead and follow us uh, pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, and Samsung Podcasts, name a few. You can go ahead and follow The Real Pineapple on YouTube. Just search The Real Pineapple and subscribe to us there. You can follow all of our all of our stuff on Linktree at linktr.ee slash jhunter. Real Pineapple. That again is R E E L Pineapple. You can find me on uh, Letterbox at Black Shazam, and you can follow me on oh my gosh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at J Hunter Real Pineapple. And please, please, please don't forget to go ahead and follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash J Hunter Real Pineapple. I might be pushing the stream back a week. Um, but I will let y'all know because I have uh, got, got got some friends working on some stuff for the stream. So might have to wait a week, but that's okay. I will keep y'all updated on that. But I will be hopping on Twitch here in the next week or so, streaming some AEW Fight Forever. I'm so excited to get that game and start that journey. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. By the time you listen to this, all my reviews for the Indiana Jones films should be up, including Dial of Destiny. I am... Uh, very happy to announce as well that um, by the time you listen to this, my review with the director of the film, Captain Hardwick, should be live as well. And yes, I did ask her about Twilight for you Twilight fans out there because I know you exist. But uh, that that interview is live. I had a ton of fun talking to her. And yeah, you can go and check that up on the channel as well. But coming up here uh, in the next couple weeks, we'll have reviews up for The Flash as well as for... All the Mission Impossible films I haven't reviewed, which I believe is everything pre-Ghost Protocol. So I'm definitely going to review Mission Impossible uh, 1 through 3. And then I'll have my review up of uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1 uh, that week that it's live. I'll have reviews up as well for No Hard Feelings. Um, oh gosh, what else? And I'm going to review something for the 4th of July. haven't decided what yet, but I will... Uh, I'll let y'all know as we get closer. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you soon.